see, 415. Want to welcome listeners on KSDP. We had a 1A state championship basketball coming your way here on 820 AM out there in Sandpoint. And it's the T Jacks. That's right. Working their way into a state tournament once again after last time here. I think T Jacks won it all. Uh, the starters for the T Jacks uh, Jager Sean Brandle, a junior, and he'll jump the center circle. Kowak is their opponent. As a turnover to start, so T-Jack get it back. On the drive, we only got one starter name. The second one will get out there is Riley Coso. Coso goes down the baseline, misses a shot there, and Kowak quickly up court. Kowak with a three-pointer to get things started out there. Marley Ness hitting from the right side, and Ness makes it a 3-0 game. Now on the backdoor cut. Pass tipped away there by the Chieftains. So they'll bring it back up court. Ness now with it. Left side now goes down low. Cuts through. He's still got it. Gets the man in the air, and he'll get the foul against Brennan Larson, the freshman for the T-Jacks. As Kinko coming in after beating Sand Point in that championship game, 54-48, I believe, was the final score there. And, uh, of course, you listen to all of the action. Sandpoint boy, they had a tough round. Then they had to play the next morning. And New Halen took them out for the second seed. New Halen, by the way, um, we'll get you up up on that. We'll tell you about what happened to them this morning, uh, too. As, uh, we've got all the scores so far here for this uh First day here as that's going to stay white ball. So T-Jack Smith the shot, but then they'll get it back as Kowak doesn't uh, secure that rebound very well. Got to get it in, does. And here's uh, Koso, I believe, with the shot. The corner it is. Riley didn't see the numbers, but it looked like him. And Koso knocks it up. Well, actually, it's him up by one as the free throw. Free throw? I don't remember a free throw. And here's a three-point try from up top by Brandle. He misses there. And it's going to be Kinko basketball as the Chieftains turn it over on a long pass, trying to break a little pressure in the backcourt. Four for the Chieftains, three. Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> yeah, there was no free throw. It was uh, four for the Chieftains and three for King Cove. Here's the long ball again for King Cove. And that one from Michael Gould. As he misses out there, Chieftains bring it down. Left baseline shot, miss. Rebound to Kosa. Riley brings it up on the dribble. Going right hand now tries to make a Crossover step there, but slips on the floor. Got to be a bad spot there. As here's Koso off the glass on a little runner. Tough shot. Leaned into it and got it. So, two jacks jump on top by one. 5.42 to go here first quarter. Here's a spin move inside by Ness. 
inside the free throw line. Can't get the shot to drop, but the rebound stays with the Chieftains. And here's a steal as Brandel steps into the passing lane. And now down to Golden. He gets it across the head. Michael, good job by the freshman. Got into the lane, and he'll shoot too. Going to get a lot of help here from the referees, I think. As uh, Yeah, finally get him to move out of the way. Who is that guy anyway? <laughs> That's my buddy, Matt. Actually, uh, yeah, my favorite referee, Matt Callahan, and friend of mine for many, many years. His brother, Patrick, uh, coach of the Gnome Nanics, winners of the 3A championship last year. And how about Gould? That's the line. Steps up. Freshman hits them both. So we've got a 7-4 lead now for King Cove. Oh, the putback. In and out for the Chieftains. And they stay after it. Michael comes away with a goal. Still got the dribble. Slips down inside. Tries to get the pass off as he got too deep on the drive. He couldn't get a shot. But it rolls off the hands there of Larson. And here's Gould anticipated beautifully. Steals the ball there. Now goes in against the two-man defense. And he'll go to the line again for two. Now, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say for freshmen, we've got Michael Gould out there, Brennan Larson. There's two other freshmen on the team, three other freshmen on the team as well. But... It's not a freshman-type move because he split that defense and almost got the end one. That was just a, a beautiful split defense drive in there that uh, he almost picked that one off. So one or two from the line. And that makes it an 8-4 game. Kinko on top. This pass broken up down low for the Chieftains, trying to get it into uh, inside down low on the baseline and poked out by Gould. As they open up a three-point shooter in the corner, doesn't get a rebound underneath. Well done there by the Chieftains. As uh, Fairbanks put that one up and in. Now here's Gould again. Three-pointer on the way. Good. Michael is feeling it. Got a couple of free throws and uh, says, oh, so that's how it goes in the hoop regularly. I'll just try a three and hit it. 11-6-4, make it 11-8. And here's Gould again on the drive. Runs into extra defender. Now kicks it out to Riley. Coso shot beautiful from the left wing. Riley with another three-pointer. Gold with a beautiful assist there. He had three people collapse on him, and he still kicked that ball out right to rhythm motion for Riley. Now the three from Ness doesn't go. Inside rebound put back. Won't work for the Chieftains. And coming away with it is Brandel. Brandel pulls up, tries the three. Coso saves underneath, but right to the Chieftains. They'll get numbers now, too. Oh, and 
That's where you're hearing footsteps, plus you take your eye off the ball. The Chieftains lose it out of bounds. Well, media timeout time here, and you know I talked with uh, your king of the radio back there, Austin, as uh, media timeouts happen in the first and third quarter, and it's a chance, of course, to talk about either your radio stations and your sponsorships. And one thing, you got to talk about your radio station. You know, KSVP, like, like many other rural stations, it's like a, uh, it's the newspaper, it's the uh, opinion page, it's entertainment, it's everything for a lot of our rural areas. Do you think of uh, KSVP, 820 AM there in Sand Point, and it's, uh, it's one of the, the, the best in the state as, as so many do such a good job. KIYU up in Galena, out in Alaska, KCB, you know, just a great job with these people. And Austin, uh, as managing person out there, great job. He and his staff do to bring you so much in your life that you wouldn't have if you didn't have KSDP 820 AM. So if you do get a chance to, and, uh, you know, or you, uh, would like to participate, volunteer, or do something or give something for raffles or whatever it is, or just sponsorship of any kind or help sponsor a game, um, get together with others and do so and be a part of the team KSCP 820 AM in Sandpoint. Kinko with the basketball out of the timeout. And here's Riley. Gets the screen up top. Goes for the jumper. Brandel set the screen. He gets the rebound off the miss and puts it in, in traffic. Brandel with a beauty there. Jacob Sean with a good rebound offensive board in traffic. As it comes out to Ness for the Chieftains, 16-8 score we've got here, two and a half minutes to go first quarter. And that's King Cove at 16. So here, oh, over the back, look like the save there by uh, Larson. And the Chieftains get it. You know, they always say, don't save it under the opponent's basket, but he did. And after bouncing around in there with it, they missed one shot, and then King Cove came away with it. There's Brandel in the lane. Jager Sean leaves a little short on the drive. As the Chieftains near turnover there. Again. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that looked like an extra step. Walking into that three, there's going to be a foul, though. And I think it'll go on Coso, but actually I think it was Brandel that should get it. We'll see what the ref says. No, nope, gives it to Brandel, which he should have got it, so he did. <laughs> Uh, and that's why, that's why I thought it would go against Coso because now Brandel has two here, and the first quarter is still two minutes away from ending. So foul trouble for John Shager and or Shager John rather is out of bounds. Chieftains basketball. Clock comes in from southeast. They were the uh, the uh, number two team from down there. So. Chance to see the number two. We'll see the. I'll check. I think the number one was Cake. That's right. Man, they already won today. Uh, I guess I gave it away. Cake did beat. Uh, was it Cake beating New Haven? I think so. Uh oh. Kowak takes out the curtain back there. One of the players jumping over the bench. Yeah, I know. That's uh, 
<laughs> oh, hand on the wrist there. It's a shot going up. So for Logan Ayapana, we'll go to the line for a couple of shots here. First one is off. And the second one also not there. Stays 16 8, 119 on the clock. Their first quarter. Ness trying to find some room there. He had that three pointer to get things started, but nothing since then. Hasn't really looked comfortable looking for that shot anymore. So King Cove adjusting that defense, tightening it up. Coach Ken Barber over there with this young club making adjustments as needed or giving advice as needed. Oh, and Ness loses the basketball. Coso comes away with it. Coso loses the dribble now. Rolling to the floor was the Chieftains. Uh, Fairbanks but he still ends up getting rid of it in time to avoid the turnover. So Chieftains with a chance now to cut it back down to 35 seconds on the clock. There's Ness getting a little bit of an opening and hits a three from the other side now. So Ness makes it a 16-11 game with 22 seconds on the clock. Now Gold has it up top. He'll take the long shot from there. There's plenty of time on the clock. Coso gets a rebound, pulls up for a free throw line jumper. That's not there. Underneath the shot did by Ayapana, and he's fouled. Two shots coming up for Ayapana. And I'm not sure why they wanted to go for those shots early. You're up uh, 16-11. You know, maybe wind that clock down. Ayapana at the line. Still coming up empty. He's got one more to go. So Ayupana lines up his fourth free throw, and this one also misses. Ness tiptoes the baseline to keep that rebound. Uh, they're not going to get the shot off in time, and he had to waste about four seconds getting his balance. And that was enough to take a good shot opportunity away for the Chieftains. Well, we're done with one. And guess what? The T-Jacks built a five-point lead here at 16-11 after one quarter. We'll be back for second quarter action. You're listening to 1A State Championship Basketball on KSDP, 820 AM in Sandpoint. Big thanks to Carl Pulliam. He's uh, one of the best out there in the business for the play-to-play, uh, play-by-play basketball out there for small school sports. So let's give a big thank you to the namesake of the city of the basketball team we're watching, King Cove. The city of King Cove is a proud underwriter of Aleutian Peninsula Broadcasting and Community Radio. King Cove is a first-class city established in 1949 and located on the Pacific side of the Alaska Peninsula. It is 18 miles southeast of Cold Bay and 625 miles southwest of Anchorage. The six-member King Cove City Council meets at least once a month on the second or fourth Wednesday of each month. Contact the City of King Cove by calling 907-497-2340 
or visiting their website at cityofkingcove.com. We're ready for the second quarter. I've just about ready to start in, and now referees called over by the timekeeper on bench. Um, a check-in. Oh, okay. So, had a player not check-in that wasn't in the game when the quarter ended, and he'll have to check-in at the first break. There, he hadn't checked in before it started that quarter. Good catch by the referee, obviously. Trying to... Oh, inside there. Uh, Larson had a chance to put it right back up and didn't pass off to Iapana. He misses inside where the defense was. And uh, Larson getting the, the rebound off the miss, but as Kowak comes away with their missed shot, so offensive opportunities for both teams on second chances and none come come up. Now here's Ness with a three-pointer. And that was Gold getting up on him, but Ness now makes it a 16-14 game. As here's Jaeger Sean. Oh, great up and under by him. Gets his man in the air beautifully, scoops it up and in on the other side. He's got four in the ballgame. Chieftains with it now. 18-14 score here. As just underway in the second period. T-Jack took the lead at 5-4 and haven't uh, let up since. There's a missed shot. Gold blocking out. Off the miss there by Bagby, who he was guarding. And Michael finds Coso over on the left side. Now Coso, the Help defender got a hand on the ball as he came across the free throw line there. Um, kind of messed up that shot for him. Here's Ness inside, gets his own rebound. He'll go to the line. 4-2. So either Gold or Brennan will take that, but Brennan probably. Brennan's first. At the line, uh, Ness. As Ness missing on the first, got one more coming. That's one good, one of two. So one and two from the line makes it eighteen fifteen. Now here's Jager uh, Sean again. Brandle getting inside with nifty dribbling there and good pivoting, great footwork, and he gets another bucket. Makes it twenty fifteen for Kowak and then the Fairbanks. Now get back to him as. Uh, in the game now for the Chieftains in this second quarter was Waskowski. Dalton uh, taking over out there, too. 
So Gold will bring it up. As they turn the ball over. Oh, great defense there by the Chieftains Fairbanks as he just timed that and go right at the ball and got it out of the hands of Gold. Now here comes Brandle. He's got a defender right behind him and a push as Brandle goes to four. So Fairbanks had just made that nice defensive play. Now makes a foul there. And it looks like uh, oh, Fairbanks coming out. Yeah, I think I shook up a little bit on that one. Uh, here's the long ball there by Brandel, and then a traveling call on the Chieftains. That was Ness trying to make a jump stop or hero step there off the drive, but too many bodies in the way, and he just kept going without getting that last dribble. So timeout on the floor here, 2015 score. T-Jack maintained the lead. It got as tight as 16-14, and they had it out as much as 16-8 to in the first quarter there. But right now, five-point lead with five minutes on the clock. Southwise walks at five already uh, here in this first half. King Cove only with three. And for the T-Jacks, the um, they've had uh, good floor play by their starters. No one else has uh, come in just yet. Oh, no, let's see. Ayapana. Yeah, actually, Ayapana was the one because... uh, Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is their starters all the way so far. I had Jersey Max starting and realized that was... uh, Well, I think for Kowak that was in there. Yeah, here's... Koso, very deliberate, dribbling down the right side, kind of hesitation, stop, go, stop, go, and then he goes and banks it in off the glass for two. So great job by Koso there to just work one-on-one on on that side as the uh, T-Jack team members cleared it out. Here's Brandel. He keeps the dribble. He's inside. He'll pull up for the jumper just inside the free throw line, leave it a little short. Brandle's got a good handle there, too, and he can do that as Ness will try the long three. Off the mark, gold with it. Gold cross-court to Koso, and he'll try the three in rhythm. This one will miss long. And so at 22-15, we set 4.03 to go in the first half. And for the Chieftains, Ness has it. Slips it down on uh, the side to Tristan, or Tristan Rhino. And then the shot there. 
by Tanner Smith, and he gets the three-pointer. Oh, boy, that was close. As Jager Sean drives baseline but gets the uh, one bounce on the baseline, it'll go Chieftain's basketball, 22-18 score. 3.23 on the clock here. Chieftain's with it. As Ness has it up top, picked up there by Brandle. They work it over. Coastal grabs it now down on the baseline right side. Here's the shot from the free throw line, short. As the ball bounces around, Coastal comes away with it. Riley keeps the dribble, top of the key. And we'll find Gould. Gould gets his man in the air just enough that he goes right by him and gets a two-pointer. Off the glass, nobody comes over. He drove from almost the three-point wing all the way to the basket. No one after that rebound, and so the Chieftains get it back. This time they get it. So TJ had to do is uh, Brandon Larson rebounds it to Gould. Now it comes. Michael takes the long three again from that same area. He did better with the drive last time. <laughs> and here is the uh, uh, it's not, I was going to say Tanner Smith, but not. It's uh, Wiskowski, number 20 for the Chieftains. And now Gould again gets his man in the air, tries another three. This one, a step back, won't work. And for the Chieftains, they miss. Coso clears the boards. Riley quickly up court, keeps the dribble. Goes inside, but can't can't control the ball up, and it's knocked out of his hands. Here came a flying gold to help out, but it came off his knee as he was in the air to grab that rebound. And so for the um, T-Jacks, timeout here with 151 to go. Six-point lead at 24-18. I was just going to check back and see that in here. Oh, you know what? Uh, oh, that was the girls' side in here than one. On the boys' side, it was Nihalen. Oh, they hammered Shaq Tulik, uh, 69-32. Wow. So, Nihalem boys will play Cake tomorrow. Cake hammered Newman Christie, 72-28. to Newman Christie, though, that was one of those where the Peninsula Conference is not deep anymore. They have two programs in that conference now, and I think they're going to have to go to a one berth there or combine with somebody. But... Uh, yeah, Cocainlet Academy boys are good, but no one else on that in that conference. On the girls' side, two good girls teams, Lumen Christie and Cocainlet Academy. Coming out of the timeout, Brandell just picked up number three, and with 136 to go in the first half, you hate to see that happen. Only the fourth team foul, but three of them belong to... Uh, Jager Sean and um, 
unfortunate as he sits down into the ball game now. Robert Thompson to finish off the half for the T-Jack. So two from the line for Ness. Yeah, here's Gold with it. Michael goes to Larson at the free throw line post up. He kicks it back to Coso, and nobody's back on defense. Gold hustles down, tips it free. Out of bounds, LeBlanc to Kloak. So Ayapana checks in. And so a small T Jacks team out there, looks like. Well, you know, uh, Brendel didn't go out. He's on the court. So three fouls, he's got to watch it, that's for sure. And here's Ness on the floater, off the glass, won't go, it spins out. One minute to go here, 24-20 game. As Ayapana on the left side there took a hard bounce pass from Gold but couldn't handle it. The Chieftains knock it out of his hands and come back the other way. Here's Ness pulls up, three-pointer, no. And Koso, once again, off the long rebound and the dribble down the left, or down the left side there as he goes to Gold. The drop-off pass from Gold, they're going to call offensive foul on Michael. As he takes a drive down there, gets in the air, but the uh, Chieftain had position. 30 seconds on the clock, 24-20, T-Jacks by four. Got it up to eight and seven here in the second period, eight in the first period uh, for Leeds. And now at four with 11 seconds on the clock. So Kowak working their way down and looking to hold for the last one as Ness. Boy, a little uh, miscommunication there for Everbanks and Ness. Ness drove towards the hoop, then in the air and dropped it off. And Coso working the clock all the way down to zero. He's going to take the long ball there, but miss. That's the end of the first half. Well, the T-Jacks maintain their lead, but I just want to say there maybe could have been a little more they did to stretch that lead down the last two minutes as both teams looking to gain a little purchase uh, as far as can we get up to six or eight points in, and uh, from the King Cove side. And they got to seven, but then they they didn't get that back in the last two minutes. And for Kowak, they got it as close as two at 16-14, but couldn't get any closer. But then they got it to four, and it sat there at 24-20. Um, off the free throw, I think it was a five-point game, 24-19, then one two from the line. And so neither team really did much in that last minute and a half, it seemed, which um, I won't say it was definitely just good defense. It was maybe shot selections and things on both sides. So an interesting first half, but at King Cove leading the way with a 24-20 
soar over Cloak. Uh, and I'm going to wait here for the stats, and then we'll take one big timeout, uh, maybe back to the station instead of just going back and coming back to post or uh, for a half time. But um, I wanted to go over those the lineup so far. We've got five teams on the boys' side in uh, in the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah, we recognize somebody. <laughs> Elena Mack here to shoot uh, at halftime, I think. Elena, of course, uh, if you're from the Aleutian area and you listen to KSDP any time in the last six or seven years, <laughs> you heard her name a bunch. I was fortunate enough to see some uh, just fantastic games. Um, one of them, I think the year she graduated, but uh, she's out in the little skills test here or something. So I bet money on her. As uh, she plays for UAA now. Thank you. So our halftime stats here. Uh, before I go over them, though, I did want to go our five quarterfinalists so far in the uh, uh, lower bracket. We've got um, Cook Inlet Academy on the boys' side. We'll be facing Tri-Valley. Tri-Valley beat Buckland 69-65. Buckland coming in as the number one. Tri-Valley coming as the only one from interior. And Cook Inlet Academy comes as the number two seed, the number one from the Peninsula Conference. Um, they beat Emonic, uh 69 or 64-45, excuse me. And Emonic, not a bad team, but uh, Cook Inlet, some good height there. And so it's, uh, they'll be an interesting one. Kind of see that they might be there on Saturday. We'll see. Uh, see what Cake's like and, and what New Haven's like. Because New Haven and Cake will meet in the other side of that bracket. Um, and then No Attack will play the winner of our last game today. That's Tuxuk Island, last year's champions. They're taking on Antioch. And so No Attack will play them on this side. King Cove, if they win this one, I already know their opponent, and I just watched them, and it'll be kind of hard to uh, to judge them. Scammon Bay beat beat up Nunamute. Uh, 88-54 was the final. But Scammon Bay, a very fluid, um, well-coached team, certainly, but uh, they have so many weapons there. But they get up in you defensively. A lot of pressure defensively. And then they like to run. So uh, for King Cove, if they win this one, they'll have uh, have to get a good game plan there on that one. And I'm sure Coach was watching them in the game before this. It was Cameron Bay and Nunamute. So I know I got at least a half in of probably watching that game. But Nunamute, very young team, so hard to judge just how good Scammon is. But they are good. I'll say that for sure. And they are rated number one seed on the 1A um, boys bracket side. So that's where we stand there. Well, I just wanted to share that. So those are the five that are in right now, uh, or the six that are in right now. Scammon Bay, No Attack, New Haven, Cake, Tri-Valley, and CIA on the championship side on that bracket. Now at the half, King Cole uh, led by 10 points from Riley Coso, uh, two three-pointers to go with a couple of uh, two-pointers. And then... Uh, 
Shaker jumped Randall. He has six, but he also picked up three fouls in that first half. So he needs to be careful there. Michael Gold started things off early. He has eight. And that's pretty much the score in there, 24 points. For 20 points for Kluwak, they've relied on Marley Ness. Ness with three three-pointers and four for six from the line for 13 points, game high. And then with three points, Salton Wisowski, he hit a three-pointer. And a two-pointer for Tanner Smith, a two-pointer also for Emmett Fairbanks. So that's our halftime stats. Now we'll take the big break back to KSTP Studios. You're listening to 1A State Championship Basketball right here on KSTP, 820 AM in uh, Sandpoint, Alaska. Back in four and a half minutes, second half action coming your way. It's King Cove 24, Kloak 20. Good thanks, Carl, to uh, giving us this great game. King Cove up by four. If you're here in Sandpoint, you can go watch the game live at the school. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a viewing party happening in uh, King Cove as well. Big heartbreak not having Sandpoint there. They did so well in the tournament, and, man, close game after close game. We'll play a thank you to a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll get back to some music and more basketball in four minutes. KSDP is generously supported by Precision Airways in Sandpoint, Alaska, offering chartered air services throughout the Aleutians East Borough and beyond. For more information on charters and prices, Theo is available at 907-989-4080. Precision Airways is a proud sponsor of KSDP. We would like to take this time to say thank you to all the people who make this programming a reality. Thank you to the Aleutians East Borough, the cities of Sandpoint, Kingco, Falls Pass, and Cold Bay, the Aleut Corporation, Frosty Fuels, the Newton Family, and Aleutian Services in Cold Bay, the Kingcove Corporation, Gould & Sons, and the AC Store in Kingcove, as well as Precision Airways, Jim Brown Apartments, the Shumigan Corporation, Sandpoint Generating, Telalaska, Trident Seafoods, the AC Store in Sandpoint, R&D Marine Design, and Alusha. All of these supporters, and you, the listeners, make all of this programming possible. Thank you so much for your support of public radio here in the Aleutians East Borough. the ball out of bounds to start this second half. And uh, the Chieftains and Kinko both kind of, uh, like I mentioned at halftime there as we broke out for halftime, there was sort of about a wasted minute and a half or two, it seemed like, at the end of that half where we just stayed at 24-20. The last point was from the free throw line for King or for Kowak to make it a 24-20 game. And then... Each team had some good possession opportunities, but it seemed like uh, they didn't use them well and a chance for either one to do what needed to happen, which was King Cove to maybe extend the lead and for Co-op to try to cut that lead, you know, work it to a tie. Neither one got that job done. So to me, it's like we're starting 0-0 again because... It's like you almost have to feel out the other team once more because we forgot what we were doing when we went in at halftime. 
So clock now in front of us at this end of the court where we are. And it'll be uh, teams going where their offensive end is with their coach and bench. And there's a great steal there by Ayapana. He zips out of there, takes the pass to the hoop, and leaves it a little off, slides off the glass, and in the hands of Kloak Fairbanks. And Fairbanks brings it up on the dribble. So they get the steal, can't get the bucket, though, the T-Jack. As here's an offensive board by Kloak inside. Ball gets tipped partially by Coso, I think, and maybe getting a hand on it might have been Brendel. As this shot partially blocked there, too, by Coso. And this time right into the hands of uh, Michael Gold. Gold back to Coso, open three. Long rebound tipped out by Klawak, but right to uh, Brennan, and Brennan gets it to Brandle. Brandle for two. Jager Sean now in double digits as well. Here's a missed shot by Klawak. Sweeping the boards was gold. Michael down the right side. Pulls up. He'll take that shot. They don't come out on it. And that three-pointer off. Ooh, they needed to get back, though. Well, getting back quickly enough to stop it was Michael Gold. And then Klawak comes away with an offensive board off the missed shot, though. So... Keeping the possession. That one missing by Wyskowski, and he had a three-pointer in the first half there. As timeout on the floor called by Fairbanks, and I think he did that to save Wyskowski. Well, he's just safe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Coach Callahan over here giving us some pointers on. <laughs> yeah, what does this mean, by the way, when you when you do this or when you're doing it right before halftime to the time? Zero, zero, foul count. They, they oh, they hadn't cleared it. Zero zero. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Picking up some referee stuff here. I'm going to be one one day uh, when I retire. When I when I can't run up and down the court, it'll be, yeah, I won't be a referee, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> well, not that you were worried, but here we go. Kluwak will inbound as Fairbanks has it in the offensive end. So they get the full, they have court to work in here, and here's a reach it by Brandle. Almost knocked it free. Now Koso working on Wazowski, and he goes on the drive there. Can't get the shot to go. Ayapana helps out on defense. Now Ayapana picks up the loose ball. Logan gets rid of it. Out to Gold. Down to Brennan. And out to Coso. There is uh, Brandel with a good look on the offensive tip. He didn't come back down with the basketball, but he was in a position to try to just sort of tip that in but with a, with a shooting motion, and it just didn't go. Boy, it, it looked like it was an easy one, too, that, you know, oh, that's going to go in. And just one of those that like, had weird spin or something on it, but it uh, popped out of there and should have should have been a two. So here's the Chieftains. 26-20 score is T-Jack's got 
the first bucket, the only bucket here in the second half so far. And here's a save by Brando, gets it to Coso. He'll take it all the way to the hoop, misses on a step through there. And now Ness with it for the Chieftains. Gold nearly picks his pocket from behind. As it comes into Fairbanks, he'll drive into the defense and the shot. It's going to be counted as a shot. He'll take two shots in from the line. And the foul went on Ayapana, I believe, or Koso. It did go on Koso. So for uh, Fairbanks, both of them good from the line. Which will make it now a 26-22 game. We stay at a four-point lead. Always dangerous to lead most of the game closely. (laughs) You almost want to be the team behind in a close game for most of the game. So... Again, the T-Jacks come up empty on the offensive end. A turnover off a tip pass, though. And Kowak with it in the corner is Ness. Double team there. Didn't get anything out of that. As they're being very deliberate here with the basketball. Now Wysowski gets open on the three-point circle, so he'll take that. Fairbanks with the putback and misses. A hand by Brandle. And Brand will bring it back the other way. We'll get called for an offensive foul. And that's going to be number four on him. Boy, what a turn of events there for the T-Jacks as Brendel has uh, four. And that's going to hurt their effort. Here's a step through by Ness. Got twisted up there as he instead of squared up to the basket, a little bit too much twisted up, and that ball came off the backboard, crossed the rim and out. As Brendel gets it down to Ayapana, and he comes up short. Cross-court pass there, or cross-key pass, in close like that. Gave it to the guy with the better look at the basket, but uh, Ayapana couldn't get it. Ness brings him within one with a three-pointer. So for Brendel, stays in the game. Comes up uh, empty on that possession. And the T-Jack still you know, not getting it. Here's Ness driving this time, and he's fouled on the drive. So one shot coming, the bucket counts. The foul is going to be on Brennan. Larson second. And timeout on the floor. The media timeout. Well, and with that media timeout, too, I'll share with you the girls' side bracket so far, just so you know. Um, Shishmaref able to... uh, 
win the game across in court number one just now. The girls' side, um, one of the girls in basketball, Shishmaref, will play Lumen Christie, the number one seed in 1A in the opening round quarterfinal tomorrow. As one of them. Uh, other games there, New Haven beat Cake. So New Haven moves into the uh, that um, championship round as well. Uh, their opponent will be either Buckland or Scammon Bay. And then Cook Inlet Academy beat St. Mary's. So they move ahead too. They will play uh, Canalian took out Nunamute and Kowak and Norvik. Norvik won that one, and Norvik will face Shaq Tulik. Shaq Tulik, we saw that team in person today. They look beautiful. Man. Uh, 67-29 over Akiuk, and Akiuk uh, with them until the halftime, but then uh, the defense just clamped down. Shaq Tulik rated as the second seed, Lumen Christie as the number one seed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where Shaq Tulik goes. I think they'll beat Norvik so, to get in a semifinal against either Tanalian or Cook Inlet Academy. And out of the timeout, the one-pointer completes the three-point play for Ness. And so that gives the Chieftains their first lead since back at 3-0. As here's Brandell getting the loose ball coming down the left side of the key there and finds his way to the hole for two. So we're tied at 28 now. And the Chieftains. Coso nearly tying up Fairbanks over there, but gets rid of it to Ness. Ness tries to jump through the double team, kicks it back out to Wysowski. His shot is off, but the rebound comes off to the Chieftains again. This time, on the missed putback, Brandell gets it and goes to Riley. Koso looking for Gould. Back to Riley. They go to the post where Brandell is, and now out to Gould for a three-point try from the right side. He can't get that one to go. And in the lane, Chieftains missed the shot there. Connor Bagby, as uh, Bagby hasn't, he had the, the lane there, so he's going to drive. This time Wazowski gets clear, and he gets two as Ness finds him. So now a 30-28 lead. Chieftain's on top. Here's Coso again missing. Boy, they just have not hit from the outside. The T-Jacks a couple in that first half, but nothing here going since uh, the latter half of the second period. Nothing here in the third quarter as we wind down to 115 to go here in the third. Spinning move there, and Ness will get the benefit of a call here. As that'll go against uh, Larson. Tonight picks up his third. No team fouls on the Chieftains, which part of that, I'm going to say, is the T-Jacks have not attacked the basket at all in this half. Not much, anyway. Um, 
Thompson comes in for Brennan as Larson goes over to the bench for Robert Thompson, also a ninth grader, but a much uh, bigger, stouter player for the T-Jacks. That'll change up things a bit. Got a post-up player now, too. There's Coso. Drives down inside. Doesn't get the shot to drop. Thompson almost with the rebound, but taken away there. Fairbanks pokes it free as Ness tries one acrobatic layup there, but it comes out. Now Ayapana slips it back to Brandell. Jager Sean's shot from way outside. Misses. Gets his own rebound. That's off as well, and it's going to stay T-Jacks basketball. 31-28. 40 seconds on the clock, third quarter. T-Jack several times in that first half looked like they were going to have control of this game, but haven't since. There's Thompson with the rebound inside and a foul on net. Robert. And Ness picks up his second. So Thompson goes to the line for the end one. And Ness's shot, I mean, excuse me, Thompson's shot rebounded by Ness there. It comes off, but a 31-30 score. Chance to tie it with that free throw, but now down to 25 seconds left. Chieftains will hang on to it. Or it looks like they will. Maybe not. Fairbanks gets a chance to get inside, takes a shot there. Now it's the T-Jacks that have 10 seconds here, down to 8-7. Gold walking it up. I think he's just going to settle for a long three-pointer. It's down to two seconds. Oh, he does. He fires a super long three-pointer. Um, there was plenty of time to work something inside there or get a better look, but Gold just kept it way out. And that's the end of three quarters of play. Boy, it's a tight one here. 31 for Glock, 30 for King Cove. T-Jacks action. We'll be back here at 1A State Basketball Championships in a quick 60 seconds right here on 820 AM. Things are heating up out there in Anchorage. Hopefully King Cove can turn around and get the lead back. We'll find out here in just a few minutes. Quick thank you to our sponsors, Jim Brown. Here in Sandpoint. This program was brought to you by Jim and Shirley Brown's Apartments, located in Sandpoint above Trident Seafoods and the Boat Harbor, featuring two-bedroom apartments on a month-to-month basis. For more information, call Jim Brown at 386-6050. And no matter what happens, King Cove plays tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll have that game live, so make sure you tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Hopefully it'll be the corner finals. King Cove coming up. Fourth quarter action on KSDP. Back to action here in the fourth quarter. It's the T-Jacks with the um, ball to start the fourth quarter. Here's a shot by Gold misses. Thompson off with the offensive board underneath. Can't get the first miss to go. 
And then Gold gets it back on the pass out by Ayapana. No, Gold still got it. Works down left side, right underhanded layup. Bounces off the rim and out. Back to Gold it goes again. Three-pointer left side. Misses there, too. And uh, for Michael Gold, what, four or five opportunities there and nothing going down for that young man right now. Here's Thompson with the rebound off the miss by the Chieftains. And back the other way goes Coso, leaning into one there, leaves it short from the right side. Is at least uh, I like the drives to the hoop right now. Ness pulls up three-pointer, and Ness gets the first bucket of the fourth quarter. Belongs to the Chieftains. They're now on top, 34-30, largest lead of the game for the Chieftains. They matched their 3-0 lead to start this game, and that was their largest lead until right now, where now it's a four-point lead. I've said it matches. It doesn't match. It beats by one. Here's Ness. Tries to go behind his back, taken away there by Brennan. And Larson, good hands, good defender. Here's Koso. Little floater in the lane, misses. Coming up short there, too. The T-Jacks, to say they are cold, would be an understatement to say they're in uh, 30-degree wind chill might be more like it. Here's Thompson with the defensive board, but slapped away there by Fairbanks. Gets it to Wysowski. And now to Ness. He'll drive down inside, tries the shot. Not there. Follows the shot. Gets his own rebound. Misses there as Thompson gets the hand up. And Gold comes away with the rebound. Pull up. Jumper. Good for Gold. And Gold goes down in some pain, holding the hammy, it looks like, or at the knee, right side. He came down, and he didn't do a clean pull-up, but so when he came down the floor, defender was right there as well and might have come down awkward. That's one of those you'd have to see in slow-mo to see exactly what happened, but he went down and rolled over a couple of times. So might have been one of those awkward landings. At first, it looked like he was grabbing at the hammy, but I think he's more at the knee, right side, uh, right knee there. So they're having a look. Well, they have a look, too. Again, uh, looking ahead down the road here, uh, King Cove, a win here would put him against Scammon Bay tomorrow at 11 o'clock, a loss here, also at 11 o'clock. Put them against Nunamute. And Nunamute losing to Scammon Bay today, 88-54, as uh, Gold being helped off. And our uh, EMT crew this year, at every state tournament, we have uh, medical staff right here. And I see... uh, Athletic Director from Diamond over there, Kathy um, Navarro. Also a part of that uh, safety crew, so to speak, uh, that's at every game. So a timeout on the floor, full timeout. And right now a 34-32 lead for the Chieftains. But you've got uh, gold going down, looking likely not to return here in this quarter. 545 
left in this ball game. So for the uh, T-Jack, things have to change up a bit. And especially at the offensive end. And for Kowak uh, now, corner shot there by uh, Begby misses as the long rebound comes off, and it was Koso taking it all the way down the offensive baseline, pulls up for a shot there, but can't get it to drop. So, again, the cold shooting continues for uh, this King Cove team. Ness, out on the left wing, picked up defensively by Koso. Now to Wazowski, and his shot misses. Koso the rebound. Riley will bring it up on the dribble. And for Koso, the senior, they get it over to the high post where uh, Brandon Larson was. Larson tries a shot there from the free throw line, but that misses. A rebound into the hands of Kloak. And now Ness rattles a three-pointer in and out. It's in the cylinder, but popped out. Randall comes up the other way and can't get his shot to go either. So neither team really lighten it up, that's for sure. 34-32 it stays. Four and a half minutes to go in this ballgame. Ness with it for Kloak. Two-point lead for Kowak. They swing the ball down into the corner. Three-pointer, no. As Larson again with another rebound. Brennan doing the work underneath at both ends of the court. Now Brennan finds a cutter. Ayapana and Logan has one at just the right time there. Ayapana ties it up at 34. And so for the uh, T-Jacks, they have to look to other people to uh, get the scoring done, and that's Ayapana. His first bucket, 0 for 4 from the free throw line, but, you know, he does a lot of hustle plays out there, just like Brennan, too. Larson only shot once that I can remember, and that was that free throw line one after Gold sat down. Gold has his shoe off, so, you know, he won't be back in. And for Cloak, uh, nobody really uh, foul trouble. The only one in foul trouble in the game series foul trouble is uh, Brando as Jager Sean with four. He's been playing with four. Seems like for quite a while, actually. <laughs> but uh, Brendel Jr. knows he has to stay in there, so trying to play as smart as possible uh, at that defensive end. You know, and that, it's hard to do when you're a guy that likes to be aggressive out there defensively and then to say, I can't foul, I can't foul, but you can't, you can't not play defense. So he's done a good job. 
in here to stay in the way he has. As here's Ness with a rebound off his own miss, and then getting it to Smith or excuse me, Wazowski there, and Wazowski gets a two-pointer on the drive. 36-34, Chieftains. 3.28 on the clock. Here's Brendel. Slips inside. The ball in the cylinder back out. And ahead of the pack, Wazowski will miss the shot there. Zayapana stays on him. Made some contact, but not enough, certainly, for a foul. And Koso floating away from the shot there. Misses on a three-point try. It's going to go back to King Cove. Is trying to save it with Fairbanks. Keeping it inbound. He knew that the Chieftain had touched it. Inside. And there's Brennan with his first bucket. Larson. Right underneath. And Brandle just almost hands it off to him. And he gets the layup. 36-36. And Coso gets a hand on the passing lane there. Comes up with the basketball, knocks it straight in the air, he comes down with it. Now Brandles tries a long three with a defender on him. In fact, Ness got a piece of it. So a block three-pointer doesn't do much good. (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't need that computer right now anyway. (laughs) So a 36-36 ball game. And 2.30 on the clock. Chieftains basketball. Oh, Ness goes all the way down the lane. Can't get the shot to go. Thought he might have got the extra step put in there. Thanks, Matthew. As uh, the missed shot by Coso. Ball tipped out by Larson. Now to Brando. Brando missed a shot there. Larson with the rebound. Gets it right back to Coso. And now over to... Larson again misses the shot, but he gets his own rebound. So I have fun, and he hits one. So the players you need to get in the scoring column are doing it for the T-Jacks. they got to have the other guys hit, and I have hits another one. 38-36. T-Jacks go on top now. And Thompson trying to pull down that rebound. Knocked out of his hands, I guess, is... Uh, yeah, Thompson looked like it was fully his hand, but from our angle under or from our angle here, there must have been another hand get in there. Because I didn't see a chief anywhere near there, but Thompson's a big enough body, he could have been hiding somebody. And there's Coso loses it off the dribble, Fairbanks comes up with it. Now Ness. Keeps the dribble, 116 on the clock, two-point lead for the T-Jacks. They work it around the outside, the clock Chieftains do, and they find Ness for three. So now a 39-38 lead for the Chieftains. Here's Brandel. Close to pass down to Thompson. Back to Ayapana. His shot too hard. Ball knocked three by Brandel, but coming up with it was the Chieftain. And now a steal by Brandel. Timeout for Kinko. 
36 seconds on the clock. T-Jack at 38. Kowak at 39. And a timeout. Full for the King Cove T-Jack. So will they hold for one? Will they work this ball around and hold for one, burn the clock? Or will they score quickly, put the pressure back on the Chieftain to score? And, you know, lots of ways to play that, but you got a player named Brandell with four fouls, so you got to be careful of that. He goes out of the game, even in an overtime game, that would be a tough, tough break for King Cove. Kind of favor holding it at this point, but um, you got your shooters really are Coso, of course, and then uh, Brandell. But you know, coming up with buckets, it's been Ayapana, two buckets here in this fourth period, and then Brandon Larson getting one too. So if they're left open and they're in the right spot, they can be a go-to guy too. Length of the floor for Kowak, or I mean for King Cove, lots of time on the clock, 35 seconds. Koso brings it up. Got Brandell, Robert Thompson with the guy in the block. He's a big, big man. He can take that. And Brandell's shot won't go, but a foul is going to be called on Tanner Smith. Oh, on Bagby. So, Jager Sean can tie it up and put him ahead if he makes them both. He's got two shots. First one up and off. So, he can tie with the free throw here. And another timeout for King Cove. Well, Coach... uh, Kenneth Barber over there. Working the possibilities here. 25 seconds on the clock. It's 39-38. If you make it, what do we do? If you miss, what do we do? Because if you miss, a lot of time could run off that clock if you don't have a good plan in both options there. So... And you got to protect Brendel with uh, his four fouls. So he can't be a guy to foul if you need to foul somebody. Just as long as everything's understood, go back out there. And actually, uh, Brandon Larson has, I have him for three. I think that's correct. At the half, he had uh, two, I believe. Yeah, Koso. No, excuse me. He just had one at the at the half. So Brendel with a one point lead for Kowak can tie it with this free throw. Twenty five seconds on the clock. Brendel puts it up and misses on it. Back iron. Timeout for Kowak. The clock is running. Put it back to about 25 seconds here, I guess, because that timeout happened awful quick. As soon as the ball was caught by Fairbanks, 
he timed out it, and that was 25.1 when it was shot. So take a tenth off or so. Still plenty of time here, but now for the T-Jacks, they've got to think about, well, now we have to make a bucket. We're not tied. <laughs> and for Kowak, what do we want to do? Do we still want to attack? Do we want to still play our defense or we want to play keep away or what? We saw this in the girls' game earlier, too, with uh, the uh, was it Norvik and uh, Nunamir. Norvik had a chance to put the game away several times, missed six free throws down the stretch, or seven, I don't know. I lost track of so many, but uh, managed to win 49-47. And for uh, the Nunimir girls, opportunities at their end, too, as they missed four or five, I think it was, too. So putting people at the line can work, too. And it'll be Kluwak to inbound it here out of the timeout. This Tanner Smithwood it has uh, tries to pass over the top. They're knocked out of bounds by Koso. So they'll try it from another spot in the backcourt. Remember, Kowak's got 10 seconds to get it across, too. Five seconds to get it in. They will with Ness, and he'll be across the timeline, too. Now, you don't want to follow Ness if you don't have to. Ball comes free. Picked up by Brennan. Larson hits to Koso. Koso to the hoop for two. Oh, my goodness. Seven seconds on the clock. And a timeout for Kowak. Ness had the ball. There was They were scrambling around Ness, but not fouling him. And the ball came loose, just got it knocked out, but not protecting it. Both defenders right there on it. Knocked it loose, went through a couple of legs, and up came Brennan Larson with the basketball. Head he goes to Koso. Koso with the two-pointer. Oh, boy. How these games swing. So now... Kluwak down by one, 40-39. Six seconds is all that's on the clock. And for Riley, that's his first point since way back in the third quarter. So uh, the cold shooting King Cove T-Jax with the lead now. And, of course, they're without Mac, too, which is uh, real unfortunate there, but they went so cold, I thought, my goodness, how are they going to be able to do this? But, oh, here they changed the clock. To the timeout was called by the coach, but on the floor, the action kept going. So, actually, 8.6 seconds now on the clock, which plenty of time for Kowak. Full court pressure. Possession arrow belongs to Kowak as well. Each team has one timeout. And here we go with the last eight and a half seconds. Got to get it in. And the long pass coming. Tanner. Tanner puts up the shot. Bounces around. Four seconds on the clock. Coso comes up with it. And King Cove 
He's going to have possession with 2.1 seconds on the clock. And a lead, 40-39. And for Kloak. As they had picked off the lead here in the fourth period and held it throughout the fourth period, T-Jacks tied it a couple of times, but and went up once here at the end on, uh, was it 38-37, I believe, but then getting it back, Kowak took the lead back, three-pointer from Ness. And now coming in for Kowak, they've got a new player on the floor, Aiden Goheen. The freshman will come in and guard the inbounds pa- or inbounds passer. It was Brandell. They're both good height there. So Brandell needs to get that ball inbounds. Got a big target in Thompson. If he came up towards the half court, that's a good place to go. And only two seconds by the time you get somebody free like that. It'll take two seconds to get to him and foul him. Timeout again. So uh, both coaches using them up. A 40-39 score in favor of Kinko. 2.1 seconds on the clock. And the ball will be taken in about three-quarter court back here by the T-Jacks. But all the wrong things happened. Well, that was one thing when we talked about that uh, the girls game there that ended up 49-47. They had about this much time left, too, and they had full court to go. And, you know, they did the exact play, getting it to a half-court person who passed it to a wing shooter who was wide open. They had as good a look as you could have for a three-pointer. But it just uh, didn't bounce for them that way. And uh, so Kowak, hoping for that same thing to happen. But Koso gets the ball and plays keep away. That's the end of it here. As <laughs> and he hits the three after the buzzer. Ooh-wee. Wow, the T-Jacks sweat one out here, 40-39. They win this opening round game, and believe me, it was not one that was looking their favor here in this most of this fourth quarter till Riley Coso got that uh, pass from Brennan Larson, and not even until he took that contested layup, and that ball rolled through the hoop, did I say it? Okay, they might have a shot here at winning this because they're shooting a goal gone just cold. So the T-Jackets will move forward here in the bracket as um, they pick up the victory. 40-39 over Kowak. And that will put them up against Scammon Bay tomorrow. That game at 11 o'clock. We're going to take, uh, let's see, 
Well, we'll hold it right here, Austin. I'll tell you what. Do that, and then we'll get our stats. We'll give you the rundown. But we'll uh, mention about that game again tomorrow, 11 o'clock against Scammon Bay. And in radio speak, we'll put that on a conference call. As uh, Scammon Bay and Kinko, the Eagles, uh, beating Nunamir today, as you said earlier, 88-54. They have... uh, Three, um, well, they have several offensive weapons, but mostly their defense creates offense. And then they have um, three fellows there that are uh, tough to handle. It'll be a, a great matchup for King Cove. Uh, real, uh, a real competitive one there as uh, Scammon rated as the number one seed will be the opponent tomorrow. At 11. And here comes this. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. So, King Cove in that final quarter, you know, having to make up uh, being down and going out of the third. That's right. Kowak took the lead even in the third. The cold shooting by King Cove just... Uh, Really worrisome to even come out with the victory. It's tremendous. Um, but just looking this over, Marley Ness, uh, what a game by that young fella. 26 points. Yeah, I was looking at 24 rebounds that he had. It just That's amazing. I wouldn't have thought that. But when you look at the, when we talked about cold shooting, think about this, folks. 62 rebounds total for Klawak, 49 total for King Cove. Now, I know it was poor shooting, but that's um, over 100 rebounds in this game. But when you look at the shot clock or shot, shot chart or numbers, so King Cove was uh, 17 for 83 from the floor overall, 17 of 83. That's not even 20%. And uh, amazing, amazing. And on the other side, Kowak, a total of uh, 12 for 68. So uh, neither team lighten it up at all. And that's only about 16%, 17% too. So what a game to come out of with a win. And uh, scoring-wise, for the T-Jacks, it was uh, Jager Brandle, Michael Gould, and Riley Coso all in double figures. Ten apiece for Brandel and Gould. And then 12 for Riley Coso. The um, uh, Gould, of course, going out in the, uh, in the final frame there. And probably, and didn't return, but uh, may not be playable tomorrow. We'll we'll know tomorrow. Or some of you may know tonight, but uh, we won't. The uh, three-point shooting for the boys, three for 25, seven for 30 for Kawhi, three for 25 for King Cove. So definitely not a, uh, a shooting clinic here. And from the free throw line, even three for 11 free throws for King Cove. 
on the other side, 8 for 11. Really, everything on the stats says Kowak should have won this game, but they didn't. It's King Cove moving forward, 40-39. Man, oh, man. Want to make special mention of the boys that stepped in there. Uh, Robert Thompson, couple rebounds, big two-point shot, huge making that. It made him a threat, and so what? Uh, it, it looked like there was that possibility that Kloth was kind of going to let him wander, but you can't let him wander, and he got his hand on the ball lots of times for offensive tips or boards, maybe not counting his rebounds, but he's a big body, and he did his job in there. Uh, Thompson, Brendan Larson. Larson, one for three from the floor, but that two-pointer in the fourth quarter, huge. And then his pickup of that loose ball and pass ahead to Coso on the run off the wing there, and that was a winning basket off of that. So uh, Larson doing his job out there as well. And then who else? Logan Ayapana. Ayapana had two field goals in the fourth quarter, instrumental for uh, King Cove to pull out this victory. Well, that's our ball game here, folks, and what a, what a one to finish on uh, here, and or to start on even. But uh, I know it's your first one of the of the day. But Kinko sneaks away with a victory. Forty thirty nine. They'll play Scammon Bay tomorrow at eleven. Our last game coming up will be last year's defending champions, the Tuxedo Bay Islanders. They'll play a fellow Cuscoquim area team, uh, Western Alaska team, Antioch, the half breeds. And that one coming up right here in front of us. So uh, we'll finish off the day here watching basketball. What basketball is it? 1A State Boys Basketball. And your King Cobrook, or T-Jacks, rather, are going to move forward in the championship round. They got Scammon Bay tomorrow right here on KSTT, 820 a.m. at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So stay tuned anyway. Your community radio for Alaska, or for... (laughs) Aleutian Islands, I'm thinking of Alaska, too. Think any of you folks out there, but uh, stay tuned for more here from KSTP. Thank you, Austin, for your work down there, too, and getting me through a game every time. All right, till tomorrow, folks, have a great evening.